Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello, and welcome to Daily Daft Differently. My name is Simeon Cohen, and today we will be studying Masachet Beitza, Daf Kafchet, page 28. I'm going to begin with a Mishnah that starts smack in the middle of 28a. The Mishnah deals with the topic of whether or not one can sharpen a knife on Yom Tov. Ein mashchizin etzatakin Yom Tov. One may not sharpen a knife on Yom Tov in an ordinary fashion. However, one may do so in an unusual fashion, distinguishing Yom Tov from all other days by running one knife over another, uh, thereby sharpening the blade. The Gemara now goes on to discuss what exactly this Mishnah means and what constitutes normal or typical ways of sharpening a knife, and which ways of sharpening a knife are unusual enough or distinct enough that they are appropriate to do on Yom Tov. Amar Huna, lo shanu ela b'mashchezet shel eben, aval b'mashchezet shel etz mutar. Rav Huna said, they taught that one may not sharpen a knife on a festival only if he does so in the typical manner, i.e. with a stone knife sharpener, but if he does so with a wooden knife sharpener, the mashchezet shel etz, then it's permitted, as this is an unusual enough way of sharpening a knife that it renders it acceptable. The Gemara goes on to tell us that Rav Yehuda said that Shmuel said that a stone sharpener is only prohibited where one's intention is to sharpen the knife. But if one is using the stone sharpener merely, merely to remove accumulated fat by scraping it off with the stone, the avir shamnunita, then it is permitted. This proves by inference that a sharpener made of wood, even if one's intention is to sharpen, is permitted. Ravi Huda goes on to disagree with this assertion that it is permissible to use a wooden sharpener to sharpen a knife uh, with the following words. Amar Ravi Huda Amar Shmuel, Hade Amart Peshel Eitz Mutar, Lo Amaran, Ela Avir Shamnunita, Avala Asur. Rav Yehuda said that Shmuel said, with regard to that which you said about a wooden sharpener, that it is permitted, we said this only where one's intention is to remove its fat, but if one does uses it in order to sharpen, it's prohibited. This proves by inference that with a sharpener made of stone, even if he intended merely to remove its fat, it's prohibited. Some teach the statement of Rav Yehuda as referring to the Mishnah itself, which teaches one may not sharpen a knife on a festival. Amar Rav Yehuda Amar Shmuel, Rav Yehuda said that Shmuel said, they taught that it is prohibited only where one's intention is to sharpen the knife, but if his aim is merely to remove fat, it's permitted. This proves by inference that running one knife over another knife is permitted even if his intention is, his intention is to sharpen the knife. And finally, this last teaching of Rav Yehuda says, Ve'ika dematne la asefa. Aval Masia al Gabe Haverta, Amar Rav Yehuda Amar Shmuel, Lo Shanu Ela Lahavir Shamnunita. 
אבל החרדה אסור. And some teach the statement of Rav Yehuda as referring to the closing clause of the Mishnah, the Seifa, which teaches, however, one may run one knife over another. Rav Yehuda said that Shmuel said, they taught this only where one's intention is to remove its fat, but if one does so to sharpen, it's prohibited. This proves by inference that with the sharpener, it's prohibited even to remove its fat. The Gemara goes on to ask the following question. Man tana div machshezer asur, hamarav chista delok Rav Yehuda, the Gemara asks, who is the Tana who holds that with the sharpener it's entirely prohibited? Rav Chista said, this Tana does not hold in accordance with the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda, not Rav Yehuda, it's a bit confusing, but uh, this is Rabbi Yehuda, the Tana. As it is taught in a Brayta, the difference between a festival and Shabbat is only with regard to the preparation of food, as it is permitted to perform labor for the purpose of food preparation on a festival, but not on Shabbat. Rabbi Yehuda permits even actions that facilitate preparation of food on a festival, such as repairing utensils with which food is prepared on the festival. That was a lot of complicated rabbinic discussion, but the bottom line seems to be that Rabbi Yehuda, not Rav Yehuda, but Rabbi Yehuda rules that it is okay to fix a utensil or an item with which food is prepared on Yom Tov. This is, for him, the primary distinguishing factor between practice on Shabbat and practice on Yom Tov is that you can do things to prepare food or uh, things that are involved with the process of prep the preparation of food on Yom Tov, the types of things you can't do on Shabbat. However, not all sages are entirely comfortable with this ruling, and the Gemara goes on to provide a number of illustrative stories to demonstrate this fact. The first story is about Rava and Rav Nechemya. The Gemara relates, Rav Nechemya, son of Rav Yosef, said, I was once standing before Rava, and he was running a knife over the rim of a basket, on Yom Tov. And I said to him, Ve'amri lay, is the master doing this in order to sharpen the knife or to remove its fat? And he said to me, to remove its fat. And I nevertheless perceived his intention that he did so actually in order to sharpen it. He concealed this from me, however, because he holds that Rabbi Yehuda's opinion is the halakha, but a public ruling is not issued to that effect. Thus, even though according to Rabbi Yehuda's halachic ruling, it is acceptable to sharpen a utensil or a knife on Yom Tov for the sake of food preparation, this isn't a halacha that should be proliferated to the masses. It's something that should be kept relatively quiet. There shouldn't be a public ruling about it. The text goes on to relate a very similar story about Rabbah and Abaye, uh, where Abaye sees Rabbah sharpening a knife on the edge of a millstone and asks him if he's He's sharpening it, or is he removing the fat from the knife? And, of course, Rabbah tells Abaye that he's removing the fat, but Abaye perceived his intention and knew that he actually was sharpening it. But, in this case, Rabbah also held, this is the halakha. The halakha is that you can sharpen the item on Yom Tov, but a public ruling is not issued in this effect. So why is a public ruling not issued about this piece of halakha? If the halakha is that one can actually sharpen a knife on Yom Tov, why is this not supposed to be public knowledge? 
The reason that this halacha is supposed to be kept somewhat secret from the masses seems to be that it is, although it is okay to sharpen a knife on Yom Tov, it's only okay to sharpen a knife on Yom Tov with certain things. One can sharpen a knife with a piece of wood, with another knife, as we saw in the Mishnah, uh, with a piece of earthenware or with stone, but one can't actually sharpen a knife with a sharpener. So, the rationale is that if the public knew that it was acceptable to sharpen a knife on Yom Tov, they may also think that it was okay to use a sharpener on Yom Tov, uh, which it's not acceptable to do, and thus they may violate halacha. This is a classic example of intellectual elitism. Just as Plato advocates that the intellectual elite of a society should proliferate a noble lie in certain circumstances to protect the masses, and Maimonides feels that only people who are of a certain intellectual caliber should have access to certain types of philosophical truths, so too do the rabbis here feel that the masses should not be privy to certain truths. I actually don't think that this is good rabbinic practice for the 21st century. While the rabbis of the Talmud clearly have an elitist orientation, I think today rabbis should strive to educate the Jewish masses about the Jewish tradition, not keep things from them. I would like to give the Jewish people enough intellectual credit to hope that they will understand the nuances of halacha so that I, as a rabbi, will not have to conceal things from them and attempt to prevent them from transgressing. Thank you for studying today's daf with me, and I hope you'll join me again tomorrow for page 29. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.